0: I want to leave a legacy. I want to, as long as I have one more breath, I'll always give it to the Lord and I'll always speak up for Him. I'll always try to help others find their way. And so that's kind of who I am.
1: Welcome to the Ask About My Faith podcast. I'm Abby, And I'm Jess. And today we have the honor of sharing a really special podcast with you, Roger Lane has been a friend of my family for the last 10 years or so. He is a family man, a pastor, an evangelist, and a mentor to many, including my dad and brother. When we recorded this interview, Roger was told that he had five months to live with his stage four liver cancer diagnosis, but less than three weeks after this recording, Roger started his new life in heaven with Jesus. This conversation has become more precious since he passed, as it is some of his last recorded words of encouragement. So I just wanted to give you a heads up. We do speak to Roger about death and grief, along with hearing stories about his life and the lives that he's touched. One of my favorite things that he brought up was his new depth of love for God since his diagnosis. I hope you're encouraged by this conversation. Let's jump in.
2: Well, welcome, Roger. It is so great to be talking with you today. And um, I guess to to get us started, would you mind sharing just a little bit about yourself?
0: Yeah, my name is Roger Lane. Uh, I live in, you know, the Twin Cities of Minneapolis. And uh, so I was uh, I was raised on a farm in western Nebraska. I was raised in a church all my life. And so I've had that background to where I've been introduced to the gospel and I've heard enough messages I could write a book, you know, or, or four. <laughs> and uh, so I'm grateful for that background. You know, uh, when you're going through that, you don't necessarily, as a kid, I didn't necessarily want to go to church, but I I had to go to church because it was required of the family. So we did. And uh, doing really well. We, uh, I graduated from high school. And from there, I went into the military for, uh, with the National Guard and was there for a few years. And then following that, uh, during that process, why uh, living on the farm, sometimes you get around chemicals. Mm-hmm. And so that uh, kind of caused some problems physically for me, and mm-hmm. so I developed kidney cancer, and I lost my right kidney to cancer. Oh,
1: wow.
0: so through that experience, why I had, I had, uh, I had a story that I could tell about God's keeping power, being mm-hmm. raised in the church. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, now I had a story to tell, and I didn't know how to do it. Uh, I needed to, I wanted to learn how to share my faith. And Mm -hmm. so uh, I had been in sales and that was very similar to a a presentation, a gospel presentation that I had heard with evangelism explosion. So EE uh, really changed my life. Uh, I became a, a pastor. And so from there, I was discipling other people and uh, every week we would go out and we would visit people that had visited our church and ask them if we could talk with them, visit with them, and encourage them. And so it was, we had the church in common, and so then we had conversations in common. And back in those days, I'll say those days, because... <laughs> it uh you know we had access I mean people would open you'd knock on the door and people would answer the door and come to the door and want you to come on in and of course when I got inside the door I'd say do you have a cup of coffee or do you have a a a coke or something like that and they would wait on us (laughs) and so it was it was through that experience that I was uh that I was trained.
1: Oh, I bet your time as a door-to-door salesman really helped give you like the confidence to keep on knocking on doors as an evangelist. Can you tell us a little more about your training with Evangelism Explosion?
0: I went to an Evangelism Explosion clinic hmm. where I learned how to share my faith. Hmm. And I think that probably was one of the uh, uh, most the the best confidence builder that i could find because it it really helped me to articulate and uh tell my story
1: yeah
0: and one of the stories uh that goes along i mean what one of the components that's really an important component of of any testimony and that is the fact that you share your story your Mm -hmm. testimony what god did for you and so that uh we went through an exercise of learning about my life before Christ, Mm -hmm. how I met Christ and my life since that time. Yeah. And so we would be in these homes talking to people and visiting and chatting with them. Wow. And so that was kind of the,
1: the -hmm. way that
0: all worked out (laughs) following that. I was, uh, I was working in the, uh, I was working for AG financial out of Springfield, Missouri. And so I was traveling all over, uh, i'm a two million miler and so i was and so what i began to find was i would get on an airplane and i Mm -hmm. would pray before that the flight took off and even while we were boarding i would be praying lord who am i going to talk to today Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: so uh being able to you know and invariably somebody the Lord would set them right beside me. Okay. So that's a little, maybe more than you wanted to know, but anyway, that's a, that's a little background. And yeah. I love my story. You know, oh, I love, I love my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to kind of back up a little bit so that our listeners can really get to know you, um, what would you say, how would your wife or your close friends
0: describe you in three words? Encourager. Hmm. Uh friend yeah and prayer partner
1: Mm. oh i love that okay
0: i have always found that prayer partners have an affinity with one another and
1: Mm.
0: when you ask how when you ask somebody how can i pray for you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it opens up a door that uh, of conversation that helps you to take it to the next level which Mm. is talk to me about your faith you yeah. know, what, what does that look, what does that look like? Mm. And so, and I've always found that prayer, uh, everybody needs prayer. I, I mm. re- recall going in for a surgery and at Mayo Clinic. And, uh, while I was getting ready to go, I was working out at the club, local club. And, uh, there were like four or five guys that, I mean, just as rough and tough as they come. I mm. mean, they, the tattoos, the, I mean, they had everything, you know. And uh, I remember them asking them, they've been my, my buddies. And so I asked them, I said, uh, talk to me. I said, I'm getting ready to go in for surgery. So you're probably not going to see me for a month or two. Oh, well, what's the deal? So I told them what the deal was. Mm-hmm. And I said, I guess the reason I'm telling you that is I wanted to ask you if you would consider praying for me while I'm away Mm, and recuperating. Yeah. Wow. And they said, and they said, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So a a little vulnerability goes a long way. You opened up to them, and that seemed to open a door to talk about faith. So you went in for the surgery.
0: Uh, I went had my surgery. I came back and uh, I saw them at the club and they all, all four of them come up to me and they just said, mm. how you doing? We were praying for you. And I said, well, that must be the reason I'm doing so well, <laughs> hey. you know, and, and, but these guys, those four mm-hmm. went on to, to find faith because mm. of the fact that it started by asking them to pray.
1: Yes, definitely something that we can all do. Um, I'm curious, Roger, what have you found as the easiest way to start a faith conversation?
0: I mean, I would go out and I would be meeting with all all sorts of people, Mm -hmm. all types of people, and there's always conversation that you can have. But if I'm dealing with somebody that I don't necessarily know where they are mm-hmm. spiritually,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's pretty easy for me to just say, "How can I pray for you?"
1: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and that op- that cracks that door wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, we've had we've had struggles here or there, whatever. And uh, back mm-hmm. to this evangelism explosion deal. Yeah, that was probably. Uh, It was kind of a unique program, and uh, so we would go to these homes, and and, uh, we would converse for a while, and then we would ask the question, I would say, have you come to the place in your spiritual life
1: Mm.
0: where you know for certain if you died today, you'd go to heaven? And so, oh, yeah, I would go to heaven, and everybody thinks... You know, they've got it all together, and, and mm. of course, they are that they know God. And I said, well, suppose you were to stand before God, and he asked you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would mm. you say? And, well, I'm a good person. I've done the best I could. I've yeah. never hurt anybody. And so you get into what we call a works answer mm-hmm. that that challenges, you know, it's, it's kind of like I'll earn my way to heaven. Mm-hmm. and. And that's really, really not a not a good scenario mm-hmm. to be putting your trust in. Right. And uh, one another one of those stories would be uh, in one of our visits. There was a, a couple we talked with them, and uh, and I posed the question to the mother. Uh, they had adopted two little boys who uh, had been pretty well orphaned, and. Mm. and so she was you know she loved those kids and she got emotional about the fact of what they'd been through and how yeah you know they were used well I I said so suppose you were to die and stand before God and he asked you why should I let you into my heaven what would you say And the first answer was yes I would go to heaven Mm -hmm. second answer was because there was a judge when we got the adoption papers that said, "Surely there is a place in heaven for someone like you, who has helped these little boys like you have helped them." Mm. And that was also very stirring. Yeah. That was one where uh, she was putting her faith in herself. Yeah, and uh, mm. you know because I've done good good things for. For people i've i've tried to help out where i can uh you know there's surely a place in heaven for me Mm -hmm. and scripture does not teach that scripture says that for by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is a gift of god not as a result of works lest any man should boast Mm -hmm. and so those scripture verses helped us to be able to help her to see what what the bible says about those types of things, so we shared our faith with her. she accepted christ and and her husband did too. And so it's stories like that that could go on and on and on, and I don't want to necessarily bore you with that.
2: Oh, I love that yeah. I appreciate the um the idea behind that because so many of us have come from that place too, mm-hmm. where our answer at some point would have been very works based mm-hmm. and and so that's that's something that even our our listeners who are looking to be able to start faith conversations, they can relate to that and they can they can understand why someone might start there and how they might come to that place of of believing that it's their works that will get them into heaven.
0: I think there's a lot of people that have gone to church all their life and they have an idea of how this looks and how it works and honestly uh they don't in many cases. They have, you know, like we talk about, there's other alternative answers that mm-hmm. they would give <laughs> to those types of things. And, and it, it's only human. It really is. Mm-hmm. Right. I use an illustration uh, a lot. And that is, uh, imagine somebody being in a canoe and going over Niagara Falls. Mm. And so as a last ditch effort reaches up and grabs himself by the hair and tries to pull him out of the canoe and save mm. himself. Mm. Well, that's the same kind of a story. You know, you can't save yourself. You know, yeah. we have, we, we put our trust in Christ, in Christ alone. Mm-hmm. And so, so I guess the big question here mm. is helping the people to move forward with their faith. And ask me about my faith is, uh, is just one of those uh, programs that I, I love it because I think it creates curiosity Mm. on the listener, uh, to the listener and for the listener, and and it helps open up conversations along with that prayer element we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. So this is great.
1: Oh, thank you. Oh, we appreciate that. One thing that we like to talk about are overcoming obstacles and like uncomfortable situations. So can you tell us the story of a time where you did end up praying for someone or sharing your faith when it was an uncomfortable or inconvenient time?
0: Yeah, I've always trained my people uh, in church that when in doubt do. Mm. And so that sometimes is something that holds us back from sharing our faith, sure. is the fact that, well, what if I bomb? Yeah. what if it's not accepted? Mm. What if it goes downhill? Mm-hmm. And so, but I've always told people, always go for it to be able to tell your story, to ask them to pray,, yeah. and to and to move forward, because you can always kindly back out. Mm. But what happens is because we, we were afraid to enter in, mm-hmm. why we just kind of shut the whole factory down, you know? And so that would be my answer to that. I don't know if I answered it for you
1: or not. <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate getting your perspective on that. Do you have a story where you actually like did push through and you went out and and shared your faith?
0: Oh, Yeah oh yeah our church like our church uh we would go go out and be sharing our faith and telling our story and uh we used to go to laundromats and Mm. talking to people Mm. and just introducing ourselves and just saying hey we're from the church up the street here you know and and uh we always have a little gift either either some cookies a plate Mm. of cookies or we would have uh sometimes those little praying hands that you've seen Mm -hmm. uh, porcelains oh sure we we would give one and then on the bottom of it it would have our service times but uh it it was interesting but curiosity is uh, is the key here Hmm. on the airplanes that i rode with i mean uh Everybody had an idea, you know, of of faith, what it meant, and so I would ask that question as well. Hmm. So what 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 does it mean to have a faith? You know, what does faith look like?
2: Mm-hmm. Wow!
0: And uh, it was always interesting to hear the answers because yeah. it was from soup soup to nuts, I say, <laughs> and uh, there were answers were all over the board. Yeah. But if you don't start a conversation with somebody, mm. if you don't have a, a an opportunity to to visit mm-hmm. and to inquire, mm-hmm. you know we're looking for inquiring minds, mm-hmm. and uh, that's one of the best ways mm-hmm. to go about it. but yeah, so that would be
2: <laughs>
0: the answer to that one in a short, sure. short form.
2: That's <laughs> really good. Roger, we know that you have been you're in a really unique situation in that you've, you've been given five months by the doctors. And we want to hear a little bit about how you view life. So there's kind of two different perspectives. The two questions would be, how do you view life looking back from now, looking all the way back? And how do you view life looking forward?
0: honestly without sounding proud i have no regrets Mm. i know that uh, the power of the holy spirit uh, is alive and well in my life and that uh, he can call on me and i'll respond Mm -hmm. i I can hear that still small voice you need to say hello to this person Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you need to ask this person about to pray Mm -hmm. Uh, you need to ask this person if they would pray for you yeah And so, those are the things that but I have no regrets on that because I know that I've always stepped up, that that's a part of it as well.
2: I love that when you look back, you know, you said, I I know that I, I don't have any regrets because I know I've listened to the Lord's nudge every time. That's hard to do. That's really hard to do in some
0: situations. Yeah. I used to be reaching out to people to help them find faith. And uh, what I have found is the fact that uh, the Lord now, in because of my condition, the Lord is bringing them to me.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I mean, I'll have four or five visits. I think I have five visits today. Oh, wow. Of people that have, that have called and said, can I come and talk to you? I have never seen a greater hunger for people mm-hmm. to learn and understand about grieving yeah. Death and dying, Mm. and so, uh, but God's bringing them to me, and Mm. it's it's kind of unique in its own way.
1: It is unique, yeah. And I was going to ask, you know, since the diagnosis has has that shifted the prayers or conversations that you've uh, been having with God and with people?
0: Yeah, I have uh, I have some guys that that I've discipled and and whatever. And and so the the object would be that uh for me, they asked that question as well. Yeah. And for me, the question is I have a new depth mm-hmm. of love for God that I would never had before. I had, I would call it more surface and it was alive and it was good and it's fine. But then all of a sudden i realized where i'm where i'm going mm-hmm. and that i'll be with the lord forever mm-hmm. i'll see my family someday but that that would be the big deal is the fact yeah. that i have a new depth of love that i i that i cherish that i really cherish because mm-hmm. he speaks to me and i i think that when you're in these situations uh Sometimes peace is hard to come by, mm-hmm. and for us to be able to move forward, you know, having what peace that we get from God really helps make helps us to move forward. And so, mm. yeah, that would be the the difference in and what's happened. Looking back, mm-hmm. uh, looking ahead, uh, that's kind of where where I'm at. Mm.
2: Have you come alongside family members or or friends who? Have shared with you that they are struggling through the emotions of, of your um, diagnosis. How does how is how is that to be the person whose life has been given, you know, essentially a <clears throat> you've been given you've been given the the end date, kind of, yet you are probably the one supporting other people.
0: Right, actually, it's the starting date, and uh, Mm -hmm. the Lord is—you know, this is a new. This is a new beginning.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm going to a new home. I'll have a new address, and it's so good. uh, I'm looking forward to the to what we've been promised in the Word of God. God's Word tells us what heaven is like. We have no reason to be afraid of it, but we have a, a confidence of knowing that when i show up i'm not going to be a stranger yeah. uh the lord the lord is going to find me and and uh, and i love that part yeah. i really do and so god god's so, god's so good we we chose to i want to spend my time with ann my wife and my mm-hmm. kids and grandkids and then i got this other group i didn't know i was going to be Related to, and that's my friends. I mm-hmm. mean, they just keep walking in the door. We've had people <laughs> flying in from California, from Texas, all. Wow. And and they come. And then I think the other piece is the fact that I, I'm i hearing stories, uh, not only in writing, but also face-to-face. And that's people that are telling me, I'll always remember when you led me to the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll always remember when you encouraged me. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll never forget. We were going through marital problems, and you and Anne helped us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'll never forget. And so half of this stuff I've forgotten, <laughs> and and so mm-hmm. but it's it's uh, interesting to hear.
2: Yeah. Wow. Right.
0: <laughs> and uh, but it's it's one of those things that. Mm-hmm. Uh, God has a way, and uh, somebody told me that was in our house. Said, "Isn't it interesting that you can hear some of these stories yeah, from others mm-hmm. that that uh, th- you know they're probably going to be telling at your funeral, but you get yeah. to hear it before you go?" So <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, you know.
1: <laughs> well, and I think it's so special too that you were just going about your day to day, following the Lord and stepping out in faith and. It uh, you don't remember those moments, but they impacted people so much that it changed the trajectory of their life. That's amazing.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's and, the power uh, that, yeah, that's the power that we all have and what we are really hoping with this podcast to encourage people, like just go out and love yeah. and be curious and be kind and share the love of God, the good news.
0: And you could always, uh, I think that, the moral of that story is the fact Mm. that there are some people that it's really healthy for them spiritually to say thank you
1: Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: they don't have to say thank you to me because i've forgotten the story (laughs) yeah but there's something that happens inside of them a grateful heart Mm -hmm. that is something that it can't be maximized you it's there and Mm -hmm. Something moved on their hearts to come talk to me. Something moved on their hearts to say thank you.
2: Mm. You know, being being grateful and sharing stories are so important and it's so beautiful. I know through your training, you had a couple of questions that you would use to start conversations so that, you know, you could share your story and hear theirs. Can you share with our listeners what some of those questions are?
0: Yeah. Have you come to the place in your spiritual life where, you know, for certain if you died today, you'd go to heaven? And second question is, suppose you were to die and stand before God Mm -hmm. and he asked you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? And the first question is a general question with Mm -hmm. a general answer, typically. Mm -hmm. The second one is really specific about what are they trusting in for their faith? And so when they realize that there are other options you know and there's scripture then to go ahead and to back all of that up
1: yeah
0: that you know we, we share our faith and, and uh, our faith looks differently sometimes than what we think it does mm-hmm. and so it, it was uh, it was revolutionary for me mm-hmm. and it, it taught me how to share my faith and Mm-hmm. And I've done it. On, I've shared it on the planes, airplanes, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, at North Central Chapels, I mean, I've would have students come up to me, and here they are at Bible school, and uh, and there's, they'd come up to me and say, "I, I don't feel like I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm ready." I said, mm-hmm. "Ready for what? Well, ready to die." And so during the message, somehow, some way, there was wow. a story that was told that just to say is, you know, we, we put our faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when we put our faith in Christ, we then have hope. We then have a, a very positive feeling toward Christ and who he is and what he's done for us.
2: Hmm. Roger, I love that you have so much experience and stories on stories that you could share with us about, <laughs> about sharing your faith. And um, do you have just one more um, story of one of the most powerful times that you remember of sharing your faith?
0: I think, the, I think the lady that was standing in front of the judge would be probably the most impactful to me. Wow, I mean, she was literally putting her faith in that judge to help her to go to heaven. So that one was, uh, that knocked my socks off. (laughs) And
1: And you met that couple just knocking on doors and having faith conversations, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many years did you do that or how long did you do that?
0: Um, We moved to, uh, yeah, that was probably in
1: 1976.
0: Okay. So it's, it's. I can't count that far, but maybe you can. So, <laughs> you've been doing <laughs> no, that for a while. It, it, it's yeah, it's been a great. It, that's been a great journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. So what happened? Uh, we pastored in Des Moines or in Omaha or Scott Bluff, and I got a transfer to another church in Des Moines, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And so I started evangelism explosion there, and wow. I was mm-hmm. sending out. I was sending out about three hundred people every Thursday night wow. that were going door to, door to door with our visitors, mm-hmm. and uh, we always kindly asked if we could come in, and they were. It's a, it's that Midwest rural <laughs> mentality. It's like, come on in. Yeah, you know, one of those, mm. and so we would do that, and so uh yeah we had uh i was totally foreign to drugs i mean i didn't and uh we we got into some homes where i mean Mm. it was very strong and they were smoking you know Mm. and whatever else and they accepted the lord and i told one of my trainees i said wasn't that neat he said are you kidding me he said they were higher than a kite in there," he said. <laughs> that was kind of funny. What? It, that's what happens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said, "Well, we'll see." He said, "Well, how will we see?" I said, "If they come back to church Sunday." Mm. And sure enough, here they come. They mm. come marching in, and yeah. at the end of the service, there was a call to commitment, and mm. they 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 accepted Christ yeah. uh, publicly that wow. way. So, mm, so you casual. run into all types of things. You really do. Mm times when we prayed for people for healing in their own homes mm-hmm. you know those were things that we felt this is so important that
1: yeah
0: you know have you would it be okay if we prayed for you for healing you know you're you're you've got emphysema whatever whatever it might be mm-hmm. and so we would pray for people on the spot mm-hmm. and then always pray for people before we leave that god mm-hmm. would help them with their journey yeah
2: Raja, I love that idea of if there is any opportunity to follow up with somebody Mm -hmm. that you have a faith conversation with, what a cool thing after that first conversation to say, I'll see you next Thursday. What a cool opportunity. We don't always have that, but when you do or Mm -hmm. when you are able to look for that. Mm
0: -hmm. Scripture says you have not because you ask not. And if you would like to have a visit, you need to ask, mm. and if you don't, don't ask, because uh, God will supply, and God will. Those people will speak up, and they're. I've always found they're more than open mm. to to receiving. Once in a while, we would go to a door to go back in a week, and the house would be dark, and you know, you you just. Give them space, you know. You don't, you don't mess yeah. with them. But
1: yeah.
0: we would, they would show up at church, mm. and so we never give up on anybody. And uh, and then every person that's involved in Evangelism Explosion has two prayer partners, mm. and so we would meet as a group each week, like midweek, we would meet, and we would all, the six of us, would be praying for last week's visits and the upcoming visits Mm. that we would have divine appointments that the Holy Spirit would open the doors for us to be able to share Mm. or that we would have the wisdom to give that person what that person needed at that particular time. Mm
2: -hmm. You know, that's such a good point. Having prayer partners or a community who prays together can be so encouraging and impactful. Well. Roger, I know we could talk all day to keep hearing stories and some of your wisdom. Um, do you mind if we launch into kind of one last question that we, that we like to end with? Surely, yes. We'd love to hear from you. What is a piece of advice or encouragement for our listeners to start conversations about their faith?
0: I think uh, number one is to go is to become a, the best listener you can be. Mm. Number two, to be the best encourager you can be. And number three is to ask how you can pray for somebody. Uh, those three things will open doors for you beyond your greatest imagination. Uh, there are people that are hurting, that, that mm. want to hear An encouraging word. Mm -hmm. I mean, our society is not real encouraging right now. And so when you've got good news, and that's what this is really all about, uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. If you look at Matthew 28, he gave the assignment to the disciples, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's those types of opportunities that allow us to be able to be His hands and feet extended, and that's who we are, and that's what we want to do, is to be the best we can be for Him.
2: That's so good. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for taking some time to listen to our conversation with Roger. Please follow us on social media, and you can always check out our website, askaboutmyfaith.com, for encouragement and inspiration. And let's be committed to Roger's advice to be a good listener, be the best encourager, and ask to pray for someone. God bless you.
0: I was going to say one more thing, and that is Scripture says that that we will not live one more day longer than God chooses us to live. And so that's his call. That's his decision. And so I'm not going to be here one day longer or one day shorter. I'm going to be here just as long as he wants me here. And that's the, that's the trail we're following. And so I really believe that, that our days are numbered, and Scripture talks about that.